Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, kids. Well, as some of you may know, I've recently made a very big career change. I used to be in radio, and now I'm a podcaster. Does anyone know what a podcast is? It's radio on the internet. My mom listens to them, and they're totally boring. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad Monday's blue, Tuesday's grey and Wednesday too, Thursday I don't care about you, it's Friday and I'm still blue, and the weekend isn't all that great either. It's insensitive, it's just wrong, and that was wrong. And that won't happen again on my watch. And I'm sorry. Well, I, I, well, I, I don't, don't, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. You might be a snowflake. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? Now. Okay? Sound fun? Sound good? Good plan? No. Awful plan. Okay, good. Our feature presentation. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time it's a Friday day. The 15th of June. Automatic pushback. I mean, we speak for the listeners. I'm just making it a celebration. I'm just making it a party. You are a party. I was watching, uh, we were on the air for most of it, but I was watching some of that uh, Game 1 of the World Cup yesterday. I did not see Kevin in the stands, and I assume he would have gone to the first game, right? You want to go to the opening match? It depends on the flight and if everything went smoothly with that, the check-in at Mm -hmm. the hotel. I assume he just brought a carry-on. Because he's Kevin. Yeah, it's only a month. Yeah, one, (laughs) two pairs of cargo shorts. And he may have missed, he probably lost his passport somewhere right. where they had to change planes, yeah. right? So he probably, that that tied him up, getting some new paperwork installed. And then he wouldn't have been able to find the stadium. That's what I'm saying. So he'll be there today, for okay. sure. All right. I was I was looking for him, though, but I I didn't see him. Hey, um, it's a weekend, you guys. It is. Anyone have big plans? I have, uh, God, I already sound <laughs> like I don't want to do it. That's <laughs> awful. Are you out of it? I you, have, try, you try to get out of everything you plan always, no matter I, how excited you are, you try to get out of it. I'm a goddamn American, and that's what we do. <laughs> right? I have two uh, birthday dinners 
because you have all different friends and then you have to figure out who does what on which day. So I've had birthday lunches and then a birthday brunch and now I have a birthday dinner tonight, which I, I'm excited about. Tomorrow night's I'm excited about too, if you're listening. Um, but if you would rather um, go to the Frank Turner show, um, we could do that if you're listening. Oh, I mean, have... that would be a lot um, more fun for me, and we're celebrating me. It is your birthday. If you're I mean, listening, you get to choose. Are we? Are we uh, past the the days when you could actually just have a birthday party? People are just too busy now for everyone to be able to be available on one night. Between yeah, between schedules, and I'm not three. Yeah, there's yeah. no real birthday party. You don't have a birthday party. Okay, I did have we... a pony though. That's a whole. It was a Tuesday. You have to. Uh, you got to blow off the the one that conflicts with your Frank Turner show. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I screwed yeah, you up big time. Really yeah. did. Yeah, if he's in town, you got to go see him. him so sure. He's real good, so. and he's so good live. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen him, I have heard that as well. Well, I got a, a great story to get us uh, started here. What is the deal with? I think I know the answer. This is it's that people just don't want uh, conflict. But these anonymous notes that people leave for others in their apartment building or in their neighborhood. In other words, it's your neighbor doing something that you don't want them to do anymore. You're annoyed by that neighbor. Mm -hmm. But you don't have the balls to go knock on their door and say, hey, can we talk about this? Instead, you have to send them an email or put something on Facebook or put a note in their mailbox or something like that. What's that? What's that about? It's it's passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's you don't want to deal with the person face-to-face and you hope mm-hmm. that they get the gist of what the note says and they stop whatever behavior you want them to stop and you don't actually have to confront them because that means you're talking to another human. <laughs> and we're way past that. Way past it. I hate it so much that a neighborhood situation can get out of control just because people won't sit down and talk. Here's Claire Mountjoy. She is a mother of three who've all moved away from the home, by the way. She uh, got a uh, message on her Facebook page anonymously. Can you do that, by the way? Can you um, send, Can you put an anonymous message up? I'm not a Facebooker. I don't know. Okay. Or maybe, maybe it was an email. I'm not sure. But it was anonymous. And here's what it said. Dear Claire, I am writing on behalf of local businesses and your neighborhood to ask you with kindness to please not put your washing out in front of your house. So she's got a clothesline, and she hangs her clothes out after she washes them. We all try hard to keep our lovely town thriving and looking good. The visitors walk up Dolphin Street from the tram. This is in Britain, by the way, in Devon, England. The visitors walk up Dolphin Street from the tram, and your terrace is a prime location. While we understand you have a small house with no outside room, would you please consider using a tumble dryer or hanging the washing indoors? This letter is not written with malice, but we ask you please help keep, uh, keep the town we can all be proud of. Oh, F you. Really? Yes. First well, of all, Devon, England is a lovely spot. Mm-hmm. I get it. You want your town to be pristine and wonderful. Do you think if they could afford or had room for a dryer, they wouldn't have it? Right. One. Number two, no outdoor space. Keep it inside. I was in London for a week and a half. My clothes are still wet from when I washed them there. <laughs> it's insanely damp and ridiculous. And Devon is a beach town. F you. I, uh, I agree, by the way. I... Um... And I also think it's, uh, I mean, it saves uh, saves energy. Your clothes smell better. They smell so good when they're out to- When you hang the them out on the lawn, right. Yeah. So, she, so it was an email, and she then posted it to her Facebook page. That's where I'm getting this image from. So, nothing but support from the town, by the way. In response, 
Hundreds of fellow mm-hmm. residents in the community have taken to displaying their bras, their nighties, their pants, Excellent. and all forms of laundry outside <laughs> their home so in a show of solidarity <laughs> with Miss Mountjoy. It's amazing. Which, which I do love it. Um, it's called the Great Knicker Rebellion. Oh. Underwear began appearing on washing lines and clothes racks in front gardens and alleyways across town to the pre- uh, presumed chagrin of the anonymous emailer. <laughs> Someone even ran a bra up the town flagpole, by oh the way. Oh, my God, Devin, <laughs> you're the best. Miss Mountjoy said, I think it is so lovely that I live in a community that is so supportive of me and doing something that people have done for generations, which is hanging the Washington dry outside their home. The community response has been amazing. So I love that this is the way that it ended up, by the way. It's strange that someone would be so upset about it. They suggest that visitors would be put off, but actually our laundry revolution is actually bringing in more visitors. And here's my favorite paragraph in the article. On Saturday, the local Nunsford Nutters Carnival Club mm. struck a, strung up a washing line decorated with pajamas between the town hall and the castle pub in support of Miss Mountjoy. <laughs> So, I guess that email backfired a little bit, right? Knickers and nutters. This is uh, this story right? is everything. It's your kind of town. Yes. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin DeBean show, shall we? Lessons Andy Dorfman could have used. That's a good point. Uh, got a brand new Kevin DeBean Afro line, including we're going to have to break down uh, Ted Stryker's voicemail because I think it may be time <laughs> to put him away. I think he may be losing it. All you know, I know is he tweeted me. Allie, I left a message on the Afro line, and I, I got I got distracted. I'm like, yes. oh, those are the best. <laughs> he got distracted. He got excited. There's a lot going on <laughs> that we'll uh, unpack it coming up. Also, a brand new What's Up with Florida on the program today. Yesterday was Jersey Day. That means Omar is very excited to bring in this morning's Jersey Shore recap about last night's episode. I uh, hoped that feature had been canceled after what happened last week with the underwear in the back of the cab that and all that. That was a lot. That was yeah. too much. Father's Day is this weekend. What do dads actually want for Father's Day? And why are they so hard to buy for? Really Why are moms so easy? Dads are so hard. I feel like that's a very true statement. It is, yeah. Chip's looking at me like I wouldn't know about either. <laughs> Sorry, Chip. All Chip wants My for Father's Day this weekend. <laughs> All Chip wants for Father's Day is for her daddy to come home. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky makes a rare Friday morning appearance on the show today. We got a brand new Kevin and Bean internet roundup with some great stuff you're going to love. And keep it 100. You get to help choose the music on the program like we do. That's all on the way. Plus, we continue to give away great stuff. UFC 227. We got more tickets for Aftershock in Sacramento, Jurassic World, and Mike Shinoda in the HD Radio Sound Space today. All of that straight ahead. Plus, Allie's first What's Happening right after this on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, Allie, you're up. What's up? We're talking about Father's Day, you guys, because it is Sunday. Do you know the origins of Father's Day, Bean? I'm afraid I do not. Well, uh, a woman named Mrs. John B. Dodd of Spokane, Washington, came up with the idea for Father's Day back in 1910. And then Spokane's mayor proclaimed the day on June 19th. Apparently, she was sitting in a sermon back in 1909, a full year before listening to a Mother's Day sermon and thought, you know what? My dad's pretty awesome, too. He was a Civil War veteran who lost his wife while she was giving birth to their sixth child, and he was left to raise the newborn and his other five children by himself on a rural farm in eastern Washington state. So she decided, you know what? Dads need a day, too, and my dad's pretty awesome. So thanks to Mrs. John B. Dodd of Spokane, Washington, 
we have Father's Day. And that's why we all have so many ties. God damn it, Mrs. Dodd. Right. So many ties and I don't need another gardening clipper. Is that what it is, a clipper? I was going to say utensil. I don't garden, guys, is what I'm saying. However, Americans will spend $15.5 billion Whoa. on dads this year. So that surprises me. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And, and I'll tell you why. Because I have always thought there is a huge discrepancy mm-hmm. between gifts, between the lady holidays and the and the man holidays. For instance, um, I'm sure Mother's Day is way bigger than Father's Day in every way. Mm-hmm. In terms of restaurants, in terms of cards, in terms of gifts. Just like Valentine's Day is, I think, heavily leans toward presents for the the woman. Sure. Not for the man on Valentine's Day. So I'm I'm just I'm just kind of shocked to hear that it's that much for Father's Day. It's true. It says it right here, and it's got to be true, right? Yeah. If it's yeah. written down, it can't be false, right? Yeah. And we're going to talk to some dads later, correct? Correct. Find out what they really want for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Because uh, according to this survey, thirty-six percent of dads would best like to celebrate Father's Day by having a day to themselves. If y'all could just beat it, that would be <laughs> wonderful. Kids, and I mean, get out of here with that breakfast in bed. Just let me sleep. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't cost anything. Yep. If you walked up to your dad on Sunday and you're like, Dad, the day is yours. We out. How stoked would your dad be? That'd be pretty sweet. Right? Be pretty so sweet. So let's idea. talk to some dads later, see if that is something that interests them. And a lot like on Mother's Day, different restaurants around town have different deals going on. Have you ever eaten at Fogo de Chao? I've never heard of Fogo de Chao. Oh, it's the Brazilian meat place where you just put the the thing on your table that has a green thing on it that says, yeah, more. Keep coming to my table and cutting that meat right in my face. And then if you don't want any more meat, you just turn the little thing over where it's red. So it's like, please stop. I've already got the meat sweats. I, um, I don't eat the meat, oh. so that might not be a perfect restaurant for me. It might but- not be great for you, but let me tell you pretty fun. Plus, they have these Brazilian drinks. Oh, what are they called? Not capoeira. That's the that's the martial art. But it's like caparena. Capa. Give us a call right now if you're Brazilian. 1-800. They are so good. But I'll tell you this. My friend Michaela Pereira that took me there for the first time and gave me one of those drinks. They sneak up on you and you have to take a cab home from Fogo oh. de Chao. They will knock you on your ass. However, all fathers will receive a dining card for a complimentary full Churrasco lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch on their next visit. If they head on in their redeemable June 18th through August 30th, Hooters, dads can get 10 free boneless wings with any purchase of any 10 wings. So that's 10 and then you get 10 for free. Outback Steakhouse, Steak and Turf specials on Father's Day. Wiener Schnitzel, they didn't forget you, dads. You get a free old fashioned Sunday all day on Sunday. Ooh, that's a good point. Right? Just keep making the loop to different Wiener Schnitzel. So much <laughs> ice cream. And then Applebee's, uh, you're confusing me, but I love you. $1 long iced tea drinks for the entire month of June. That just sounds like that's your June thing. And it you're does. saying that's yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. I support it. Because Long Island iced teas. That's, that's another one you need a cab home after. Do people still drink those? I, those yeah, were like the first drinks I ever had because yeah. it's like, oh, those will really F you up, Allie, and Joy. It's, it's, wow. I assume it's still a thing. It is at Applebee's for the whole month of All right. June. All right. Um, this is a lovely story. 
David Spade honored the memory of his sister-in-law, Kate Spade, by quietly donating $100,000 to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. He then told people that more people suffer from mental health than we may realize, but no one should ever feel ashamed to reach out for support. So that's a nice thing. Yeah, every little bit helps. Absolutely. Uh, we got to talk about this uh, this Chris Hardwick situation coming up in a later What's Happening. I hate it so much. I mean, I hate seeing any story where a woman is taken advantage of, but I especially hate it, you know, knowing Chris. This yeah. One, this one breaks my heart. And uh, let's let's not just say taken advantage of. I mean, emotionally abused yeah. to, to a level that's... Yeah, when I saw, I mean, uh, look, you never know anything about people and their personal lives. But Mm -hmm. when I saw Chris trending this morning, I just assumed it was because Donald Glover was on Talking Chris Hardwick this weekend, which I was very excited about. Mm. And that was not what happened when I when I clicked on his name. No, we will. uh, We will talk about that in a bit. Some birthdays for you. Rapper, actor, Ice Cube. Actor Neil Patrick Harris, also a great magician and beef squasher. They squashed that beef yesterday, guys. They, they sure did. Oh, so happy him and Rachel Bloom could now really become the best friends I believe they could. Actress Courtney Cox, actress Leah Remini, actress Helen Hunt, Imagine Dragons guitarist Wayne Sermon, and actor Jim Belushi. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. It's time for the Kevin Beat Afro line. You know the number, even if I sometimes don't. 323-520-AFRO. It's our voicemail, 24 hours a day. You can call us on any topic. And we start with some fun with smart speakers. Alexa, add poo knife to my shopping list. Don't ever, ever bring up the poo knife again, sir. I thought we have established that. Is this guy some sort of a uh, baller, a master criminal, or what? You decide. You guys were talking about stuff that people expense, you know, or... I expensed once five pack of mini Sharpies, and when I quit that job, I even kept them. Dude, he walked away with mini Sharpies. Wow. Criminal mastermind, right? And he showed the man. He did. He stuck it to the man. Here is uh, one of uh, Allie's people. Allie, I feel your pain about the birds. It's like 1.32 in the morning. By the way, that's my favorite part is uh, the Afro calls that we get at about 1.30 in the morning. We seem to be, some, sometimes we're the only person available you can call. Sure. See what she's got on her mind. <laughs> birds outside my house won't shut the f- up. <sighs> I'd get my gun and shoot them, but I don't want to be taken to jail. That would be worse. I wouldn't be able to sleep there at all because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it through. She did. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Aww. I am not even going to try to explain why this guy called, but you'll know. Mm, beaver juice. I mean, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Sorry about that, guys. Um, we did a, uh, a Kevin Bean animal stories recently. The story about uh, the little dog Pippa, who would uh, oh, run back Bean. and forth and taunt the crocodile. This uh, this listener had preferred that she hadn't heard that story. Bean, f- you. I did not need to hear the story of the poor sweet little dog getting eat up by a f- alligator. You did not have to share that. You could have kept that to yourself. It could have been a nice bit and everything was all happy and hunking dory. Uh, but no, you had to f- it up and make it about a dog getting eaten. F- you. You ruined my day. Now I'm crying. Thanks. <laughs> All 
R.I.P. Pippa, you guys. I, um, as I alluded to, had some trouble with the Afro line number the last time we did this feature, and I think that's what this listener is calling about. Hey, so I just want to apologize to the phone operator that works tonight. Uh, I just tried calling the number that Bean gave out for the Afro line, the 1-800-520-106, or the 323-520-10, no, the 1-800-Afro line, no. What was it again? And now, a moment with Bean. 1-800-520-1... You're not giving the wrong number. It's 323-520-1067. That's the number for the Kevin and Bean Afro line. We have your calls on no. the air from our voicemail. That we, what? No. Is that not right? 323-520-AFRO. Yep. That's the number oh. for the Kevin and Bean Afro line. <laughs> Jesus. Longest moment with ever. I am weak. <laughs> That was a moment with Bean. I love how excited you got when you finally realized it was AFRO. Like, it it was like solving a math problem. Because you guys would have left me out there for an hour trying to come up with that number if I hadn't thought of it. That's true. All right, we got to deal with the striker. This is a follow-up to something you may have seen on the Kevin and Bean Instagram stories. Some One day last week, a pill was found in the hallway, just laying on the carpet in the middle of the hallway. And there's an explanation for the pill, and Stryker called to leave a message to let us know what was going on. Now, you just let me know, Allie, if you need to, if we need to stop at any point, because, okay. well, Stryker's got a lot to say. <laughs> What's up, Kevin and Bean? And Allie McKay to Stryker, I have to talk to you about the pill that was found in the hallway, but first, I am... I don't know if you got the last message. Sometimes my voice is the same uh, pitch as a ding, ding, ding. First of all, I'm on the biggest duck and lizard kick. That's Kevin and Bean and Allie McKay. There's this lizard in my backyard on a heat square. He often calls about <laughs> lizards, by the way. Is he obsessed with lizards? He is, and they're always on a heat square. <laughs> I believe that's just a tile. I I zoom in on my phone and his feet just look so prehistoric and I know there's lizards everywhere in Los Angeles and the hills wherever you live but I know if he crawled on my forearm it would tickle now back to the pill that was found by again this seems like quite a detour for calling about the pill right he's talking about tickling lizards producer Christine in the hallways. A big capsule pill. Christine has great bangs and she wears skirts and she's so cute and I like her a lot. I was walking down the hallway of K-Rock like a model and I'm wearing new pants and I love these pants but the pockets stink. I hate these pockets. Why is Stryker walking around like a model? He was modeling one of our shirts. Um, I see. But that has nothing to do with the pill. As does uh, almost everything right. in this Africa. I'll have nothing to do with the pills. If I was on public transportation, my wallet would have fallen out and be gone forever. Luckily, I have a car, and but it falls out, and it's right there. But I like the pants, so I'm walking, and the pill just flies out, and I didn't know. Christine put up an Instagram. Whose pill is this? What is this pill? It's uh, at uh, Christine1067, by the way, if you want to see the story. I want to explain you guys what the pill is do you know amazon you order things and it comes to your house i love vitamin c i order vitamin c and socks but the foot condom socks those little socks but my toe pokes through but that's different doesn't he need some oh additional God. medication i mean i don't i hate to diagnose him not being a doctor but listening to this call he needs some sort of downers or something <laughs> maybe just less caffeine he drinks yeah. a lot of hot cocoa and a lot yeah. of people don't realize how much caffeine is in hot cocoa something's happening with ted at the end of 2017 
2018 in November, I went to order more vitamin C. I clicked to order more vitamin C, and it didn't even arrive. A different pill arrived, and I started taking these pills. Oh, no. I never got the flu at the end of 2017. I'm very superstitious, so I thought, oh, my God, these pills, which I'm taking like 4,000 milligrams of, have prevented me from getting the flu. Now, if you Guys, what's the pill? (laughs) What's the pill? If you ordered medicine or vitamins and something different arrived, would you just take it and just assume that it was going to do the same thing that you were trying to order? I mean, he didn't have the flu. Well, that's what he's saying. It all worked out. They also made my shoulder feel a lot better. I was taking these so much. I went to my doctor, Sue, who's great. I'm like, is this okay that I'm taking all these? Like, stop taking all those pills. I've barely slowed down. I still take them. And when I don't have water, I keep them in my pills. And when I have water, then I take them because I feel like I am healthy from taking all these things. So it's just good. But it's just like Morpheus. Morpheus was like, you take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed, blah, blah, blah. You take the red pill. So these pills that came by accident, they're the red pills. I'm in Wonderland going down the ground. Ow. Ow. God damn it. I just hit my finger in the ground, but I'm down the rabbit hole. I'm down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Hello, Kevin. Okay, so that's so that's Straker. That's is that how the Afrolite is meant to be used? Guys, I need a pill. I need to try one this weekend. <laughs> well, he sure sounds happy. It sounds like it's working out for him. Three two three five two zero A F R O. Be like Striker. Leave us a message anytime on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Hey guys, uh, Striker called back. Guys, I'm sorry to call back. I just I got no one to talk to right now and express my happiness about my pillow. My new pillow just arrived. I stayed in a hotel on my birthday and I loved the pillow, so I went online and I ordered one. And it's, it's here, so I'm gonna try it out tonight. Man. Ah, pillows, lizards, and ducks. I love the green-headed ducks probably as much as the brown ones, but they're, I would love to just hear their feet on my tile with the lizard. I'm going to use my pillow tonight. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, man. He's a treasure. He is. A story came out yesterday that is very troubling to me. Um, look, look, look. A lot of people have a uh, fear of flying anyway, and it's mm-hmm. not really the fear of flying as much as it is the fear of crashing. And I don't care how seasoned a flyer you are, it crosses your mind every time you get on a plane that once in a great while, a plane goes down. This Qantas flight 94 from Los Angeles to Melbourne that took off on Sunday night went into a 10-second nosedive. 10 seconds of a plane going down yeah. has to feel like an eternity, right? No question. I mean, you are convinced after that amount of time that you are going to die. You have to be, right? If you're in a nosedive, it's not just like you lost a little bit of, you know. Or you banked. Yes. Thank you. I'm like elevation. Uh, you you lost yeah. gravity up there, right? Yeah, Where's elevation. Kevin I mean, when you need him <laughs> to explain gravity. If a plane just went down oh, swiftly, that Lord. would be one thing. But this is a free fall nosedive, yes. a direct decline toward the ocean. Oh. It was between one and a half and two hours after we left LA, said a passenger, and all of a sudden the plane went through a violent turbulence and then completely upended, and we were nosediving. 
We were all lifted from our seats immediately. We were in a free fall. It's that feeling like when you were at the top of a roller coaster and you've just gone over the edge of the peak and you start heading down. It was an absolute sense of losing your stomach and that we were nosediving. So, a couple of questions about this. Um... I know it's terrifying even to imagine, even though all 484 people on board were fine, nobody was even injured as a result of this, by the way. Uh, Can I just say, uh, when I'm up in the sky for an hour and a half, two hours, everything's fine. Because we already took off. That's when most problems happen. I'm in the sky. Planes don't fall out of the sky. (laughs) Now I have to worry about planes falling out of the sky. (laughs) Yes. Allie, you and I both had no idea of what happened if this plane is something that is common. It's caused by a vortex or, quote, wake turbulence caused by another aircraft. What? What? How? No! No, I don't want that. This is so shocking to me because, look, I understand that air traffic control is a difficult job because there are hundreds and hundreds of planes in the sky at all times, and you have to keep track of them to make sure they don't run into each other. What I didn't know is that in this case, these two planes were were 20 nautical miles apart, which, by the way, a nautical mile is even more than a regular yes. mile. So picture a plane being like 25 miles away. And it was at a different altitude of a 1,000 feet. Yet those two planes were too close to each other in the sky, and that's what created this turbulence. Why have I never heard of this before? And why do I need to know now? I didn't need to know this. I'm telling you, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I'm and upset. by the way, this uh, this deep uh, background on this uh, this story, there are other cases of planes that have crashed as a result of this. So you can be a pilot flying a plane and doing everything right and have a completely healthy plane mechanically, and another plane can fly by you 20 miles away, and all of a sudden that creates an atmospheric disturbance that takes your plane down. Like, we need something else to worry about when we get on a plane. If you're heading to the airport right now, uh, <laughs> sorry about this conversation. Does it say how big the planes are that cause these turbulence or cause these pockets of air, these vortexes? Well, let me see. These were, what kind of planes? Are, I mean, these are obviously, it's 484 people on a plane. I mean, that's a big plane. I would assume it's like a, you know, a 767 or something like that. I would imagine, right? For that yeah, kind the, of passengers? In 93, it was a Boeing 757. Yeah, I mean these are not uh, these are not prop dusters. No. Exactly, yeah. Prop dusters. <laughs> prop dusters. Prop dusters. Yeah, yeah. Just what, like the farts. Prop planes. <laughs> That's what, what goes, I meant. What goes through your mind, you think, if you honestly believe you're on a plane that's going down? Well, first, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I'm glad it's over the ocean. Yeah. Right. Not but like the not ocean gonna... is going to be a lighter hit than. Yeah, you don't the survive. You don't survive thirty thousand feet. To the ground, no. even if you land. It doesn't matter if you're in the ocean or on the land, Dave. No, it doesn't no. matter. I think you uh, you probably. I mean, when when the when the nine eleven planes were hijacked, people had several minutes and they tried to make phone calls. I think that's out of the question if you've got a plane that's just going down in a nosedive, right? I don't think you could even get a phone call off, probably, right? How long would it take? I wonder to hit the water. From the, oh, from where this plane was flying. This conversation. <laughs> I know it's terrible. I mean, the only thing I can think is if you were up there and you had Wi-Fi, if you have the presence of mind just to fire off one email, like I love you, that's it. But, but can you imagine doing that I when a plane's it. at ninety no, degrees? No, now? I don't. I think you just if 
if you pray, you pray. Yeah. And let's be honest, I think if you don't pray, you, <laughs> you pray. pray. <laughs> you know? I always wondered how this works. I'm not a big uh, believer in religion. I'm very comfortable with other people getting strength and comfort and out of faith. I'm not a guy who is a believer, mm -hmm. but I think I might believe in Jesus in that last minute just in case it's all true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might give my life to Jesus because yeah. they always say it doesn't matter when in your life. If you give your life to Jesus, you get to go to heaven. So I think that's how I would that's how I would bank it is in that last 15 seconds. I go, all right, Jesus, we, I'm with you. We cool. We cool. <laughs> we cool. Um, and I also would be thinking very hard in that final minute about what was on my browser at home. I think that would be a very a real concern about it. By the way, um, the woman interviewed in this article that I quoted from, she and her seatmate, along with multiple people on the plane, held hands with complete strangers, which oh, makes bet. total sense to me because even, no one wants to die alone. And if you're there, you just want a human. Mm -hmm. You just want the touch of a human and some comfort, right? Aren't you supposed to tuck your head into your, your legs and when you're going down? If you are in a free fall, you're not, they're not caring not help about... You. They're not following protocol. Oh, the it's worst. Not they're not you. following protocol. <laughs> Follow protocol, you'll be safe. We have to end with the all-time greatest <laughs> depiction on film of people on a plane thinking they're going to die from the amazing 2000 movie Almost Famous. Remember, the band is in crazy turbulence and they think this is their last minute and the drummer decides, I got to get this out. I can't die without telling people this secret I've held my whole life. And you say you love me. I don't love you, man. I never did. None of us love you. Please, enough! A guy comes out and admits he's gay to his bandmates, and then the turbulence just ends <laughs> right there. Great scene, great movie. I'm with Allie. We didn't need to know about this kind of no. turbulence, right? No. Stop it, planes. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up with Florida? You got yet people in Florida! Bunch of bastards. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you? Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? Let's all find out what happened now in Florida. America's most penis-shaped state has been on fire this year. It's uh, it's really extraordinary, even for Florida. 
the number of stories that are coming out of there, including this one that uh, many, many listeners sent me. I love that when people see a story like this, they think of me. A Florida man called the sheriff's office on Tuesday after growing suspicion that the meth he was smoking was the wrong drug. A 49-year-old Hawthorne, Florida resident named Douglas Peter Kelly experienced a violent reaction to narcotics that he had purchased a week earlier. He wanted members from the Putnam County Sheriff's Department to test the substance. Why do you suppose, Allie? So he could press charges against the drug dealer okay, for selling sense. him the incorrect drug. Sure. <laughs> wow. Drug. How does... Look, I know that you're on meth, okay? Mm-hmm. But how does it not occur to you that you don't really want to invite the police into your operation where you're buying illegal drugs? Like, how do you not think of that? What was the first sentence you said? A right? Florida man. A Florida man who's on meth. Yes, there. exactly. Good night. <laughs> Drug unit uh, detectives invited Mr. Kelly to the office so they could conduct a quality test. Uh, <laughs> he drove to the office to show them the clear substance wrapped in aluminum foil. It tested positive as methamphetamine. He was then arrested and is in jail. By the way, the sheriff's office then took to Facebook to extend the same drug testing assistance to all other citizens. Public notice. If you believe you were sold bad drugs, we are offering a free service to test them for you. Remember, our detectives are always ready to assist anyone who believes they were misled in their illegal drug purchase. The police officers just have to be going, this is, this is a pretty easy day today. Yeah, we're going to take an early lunch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Here's a uh, story that will make members of the NRA happy. In Jacksonville, Florida, police say a man tried to carjack two people and was thwarted after both potential victims pulled out guns to protect themselves. This is 36-year-old Christopher Raymond Hill. He's been charged with strong-arm robbery, a carjacking with a firearm and, uh, uh, or deadly weapon, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and trespassing. He tried to rob a liquor store, and his car, his Ford silver Ford SUV, wouldn't start. So he thought, i got to get out of here. He's got money. So he tries to carjack Scott Reardon at knife point, and he cuts him on his arms and his legs. Mr. Reardon reached in his glove box and pulled out a gun and brandished it. The attempted carjacker was like, don't shoot me. I'm like, get out of here. He said, look, this is the interview with uh, Scott Reardon afterwards. He says, people can talk about banning guns. When it comes and happens to them, they're going to wish they had one. All right, so he leaves and tries to, runs over to the Starbucks and tries to carjack a woman who's in the drive through line at the Starbucks. She jumps out of the car. He gets in. She then pulls a pistol out of her purse oh, and wow. points it at him until he gets out. So, ultimately, he was found inside the bathroom of a Supercuts where he surrendered. But, uh, I mean, uh, if, if, everyone, if everyone's armed, I mean, I guess this, thank God this didn't end up into being some sort of a shootout or something, right? Which is always the fear when you have too many guns. Right. But in this case, he tried to carjack the wrong people. <sighs> Pasco County Sheriff's deputies have arrested a man accused of breaking into a mobile home in Newport Ritchie. He was naked and started to assault one of the residents. I love this story oh, so man. I love this story so much by the way because this naked man enters into and I'm sure he was on some sort of drugs too. He enters into a mobile home. Then he picks up a rake and a fight ensues with the naked man hitting the homeowner in the face and in the back with a rake. The fight tumbles outside and the homeowner then picks up a hammer oh. and starts striking the naked intruder with a hammer. Oh, wow. 
This has everything. It really does. This is a case where I'm glad nobody had guns. What's better than a rake versus a hammer fight? (laughs) He was arrested, did not get away with it. All right, here's one. This is interesting in What's Up with Florida. This is actually from a Reddit group. This is not a news story, but this is somebody who posted on Reddit. And I want to get your opinion on this, Allie. Mm -hmm. So I live in a house in a South Florida suburb where the streets are wide enough to allow street parking legally for guests, as most houses only have a small driveway to fit a couple of cars tops. It's never been an issue in the three years I've lived here, but lately my neighbor has gotten really obsessed about people driving up on his lawn and scuffing his grass when they park, and this week he decided to do something about it. His grass goes all the way to the street. When people turn into park, they sometimes drive maybe a foot onto the grass if they're careless. I've always told my guests to park away from his house because I know how angry he gets. I don't want the hassle. However, the said neighbor has now placed several rebar posts with the tops sharpened to tips right at the edge of his grass. And they're low enough and that they're hard to spot if you're driving by or unfamiliar with the street. So in other words, if somebody gets a portion of their tire onto his lawn, Mm -hmm. he has spikes in his grass that will pop those tires. This is what he's doing. I asked my neighbor about it when I was walking the dog, and he said that if people are going to be dicks and drive on his lawn, they deserve to get their tires punctured. I assume that this is no way legal, but what can I do about it? Is it something I should call the city about or a police matter or what? Does that seem like, does that seem like, I mean, I feel like he could put up a fence. Might be a little safer way to do it. Oh, for sure. And is it illegal if it's his property? I don't know. That's crazy. But it also seems like, especially if it's a, especially if the grass goes all the way to the street and somebody could be walking a dog that could jump up on there and get hurt or a kid could fall off a bike or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And do, and if somebody, if somebody, if somebody trespasses on your property by six inches, do you have a right to do hundreds of damage to their car, hundreds of dollars of damage to their car with a spike. I don't know what the answer is to this, but that is a uh, that is a, a curious response. <laughs> yeah, real it, aggressive, it, sir. It does seem a little <laughs> bit aggressive. So I'll keep uh, keep my eyes open and see what happens with that. But I just thought that was a bizarre story. So don't do any of the things that the people in Florida do, and that way you won't end up on what's in Florida, right? Whatever it's called. <laughs> Hey, DJ Omar Khan. Good morning. Allie and I were talking yesterday off the air, I think, about how this season of Jersey Shore seems like it's been on for 40 weeks. And I said, I think we're only up to like four or five. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure. They have two more episodes left. Okay. Like, I don't yeah. remember a time before we were doing the Jersey Shore recap. How long is this season? Yeah. And then, uh, then they're going to Vegas, I guess, because Ronnie got, you know, didn't he get charged, like, punching a guy or something? Yeah, last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah so they're okay. doing Vegas, so that's probably going to come out in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I was um, hoping the thing would be canceled after what went down in that taxi cab with the underwear last week, but apparently you're telling me this show is still on. It's still on, and after last night's episode, I wish it was canceled. Oh, oh no. Really? You're turning on it, too, now. Oh, my God. Remember the good old days? You farted. Oh, no. I swear I didn't fart. I didn't either. Did you fart? It was me. Oh, my God. Did you mean you farted? I had to take a I'm so sorry, guys. That was the good old days. Well, that's concerning. Okay. Because last night was... uh, You know how some you watch reality shows and they're so transparent because you can tell it's all drummed up by the producers? Mm -hmm. Sure. It was 100% the entire episode. they They fake... 
some sort of conflict for to make good TV. Absolutely, than just absolutely. Live, right? So, um, and they brought Vinny's folks, uh, Vinny's mom, and their uncle over for some. You know, because uh, last week I only saw the first fifteen minutes because the first fifteen minutes were so magical, and I missed the part where Vinny's mom and their uncle came over. So they were still over um, at the beginning of this episode, and Jay Wow just loves Vinny's mom, and this is uh, this is what she says. When you think of moms, I don't think of me and Nicole. I think of, like, Paula. She's, like, the cleaning fairy. She's the ultimate chef. I am going to be Paula when I grow up with my kids. You're the best. I look up to you being a mom. Yeah, the the, the two very most important things in a mom, cooking and cleaning. Really, J-Well? Wow. Really, you dumbass? Oh my God! So, so the entire episode yesterday was about Jay Wow planning uh, Mike the Situation's uh, proposal. Okay, and uh, the entire thing was like, oh man, uh, I don't know what's going to happen or how we're going to do it. So they 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 come up with this elaborate plan, and Mike's going to take his fiance to a dinner, and then they're going to go back to the house, and then that's where he she's going to uh, he's going to propose to her, right? Mm-hmm. But Dina has some good advice for Mike the situation about the dinner he's going to have before the real dinner. I need something light at dinner, so you're not gassy. Right? (laughs) So, just like the shirt before the shirt, there's now a dinner before the dinner? There's a dinner before the dinner, B. That's a good observation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And, you know, here are the situation's thoughts about being off the market. The tales of the situation are legendary, okay? Me hanging up my player jersey and going into the Hall of Fame was only a matter of time. Not a oh douchebag, right? He's hanging up his player jersey, you guys. Yeah, remember last episode. All right, oh, I sh- my pants. <laughs> that was the good times, guys. That was the good times. No. Can you imagine somebody marrying the situation? No, no, God, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's the fatuation now. He eats everything inside. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got fat. So uh, his uh, fiance comes over to the house, and by all accounts. They are in love. When okay. you see these two on TV, it makes me happy because they really do look like they're made for each other. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie and his lady are not made for each other. Mm-hmm. So Ronnie is, uh, he has some certain feelings about the situation's relationship. A little jealous of Mike's relationship, to be honest with you. It's hard to watch. My situation with Jen is very conflicted and it's driving me crazy. So it's like, I would love to have the happiness that Mike has. So, Ronnie's really jealous about the relationship Mike has with his fiance. And in this episode, Jay Wow is giving, uh, throwing a little shade to Mike because Mike's not, the situation's not really that appreciative of mm-hmm. what Jay Wow is doing for Mike. So, Mike kind of uh, like offhandedly say, I'm going to throw a pie in Jay Wow's face. So, Ronnie thinks it would be a good idea to t- uh, tell Jay Wow what Mike's planning. Uh-oh. And this is Jay Wow's reaction. Wait, what? After all I did for him, I got him a ring. And I have literally planned his whole engagement with you girls, and that's the respect I get. I'm boiling in the cab right now because I am going above and beyond for Mike. That's what I get for all the things I did for you. You're throwing a pie in my face. That, to me, is like game over, disrespectful. Or it's just a harmless prank. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And by the way, guys, uh, she made one phone call to her friend, and her friend drove down and mm-hmm. designed a ring. She really didn't do anything, just made a phone call. And the entire planning that she's doing for the proposal, mm-hmm. one day. Like half a day of planning. But, uh-huh. but, but a pie in the face. But though. yeah, a pie in the face. I, oh my God, game over, right? <laughs> Remember the good times? Angelina, oh. did you poop your pants? No. It was like... 
period. Remember oh, the period poops, why guys? Do you keep bringing that up? Come on, because that was the, those were the good old days you of the Jersey Shore. Weren't. Jersey Shore, if you're listening to me, bring back Angelina. Angelina is all you had, guys. It was the lowest That's... moment in the history of television. No, it was the greatest. Um, so the only redeeming factor from last night's episode was Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Ronnie gets really butt hurt at the end, and he gets really drunk, and he gets sad drunk. Okay, normally I'm not a fan of these reality shows exploiting these kind of people because they really uh it's, it's, you know take advantage of them when they're really emotional yeah, they and they're at their, at their lows. lowest absolutely yeah. but ronnie is such a douche that it makes me laugh it it, it does it like his pain brings me such joy because oh, he's geez. such an a-hole okay so what's bumming ronnie out after talking to Vinny's mom and seeing the happiness that mike has i'm realizing like i have to reevaluate my life Really? You're going to reevaluate your life based on the situation and Vinny's mom, you moron. Like, are you kidding? You can't have better role models for you to flip your script on your life, you giant a-hole. Here's more of Ronnie crying because I want to be happy. Like, here I am, the same crying-ass bitch Ronnie in the yeah. same place in the same house. Like, you <laughs> <laughs> you are delighted, Dumb, Omar. I, I hate Ronnie. <laughs> Such a passion. But remember this. It was like, <sighs> period. Period. No. Moves. No. <laughs> okay. Peace out. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Trip, what are you and your dad going to do on Sunday? How dare you? <laughs> Just saying, I got my weekend free. Do whatever I want. Ali, uh, Ali uh, vetoed my phone topic idea that I wanted to do in honor of Father's Day, which is what did your dad say he was going to do? Where did he claim he was going when he walked out and never returned? Just getting cigarettes, getting <laughs> milk. What was right. he doing? Mine just literally just walked out the door. Did and he, 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 and he, had, he had somebody, he had his uh, other lady waiting for him to pick him up and <laughs> to, to go ride. <laughs> My <laughs> yeah, totally. But like, please, let me go with the secretary. Yeah. Please. We, uh, oh, we decided man. that might be a little grim for Father's <laughs> Day. You think? But it is, uh, yeah. it is Sunday, and if you're lucky enough to still have a dad in your life, unlike several of the people that were here, you're going to be faced with the, uh, one of the toughest things to do all year long, which is buying a gift for dad. I'm not wrong. Am I just speaking from my own experience that buying a gift for dad is like a thousand times harder than buying a gift for mom? Or has that been y'all's experience? Absolutely. Yeah. Because when when you're little, you can, you know, just draw the card, do whatever, maybe say, oh, we got you this tie. And it's just something he was like, okay, thanks for the effort. But then when you get older and it's Mm -hmm. your money and you're spending it, it's like, okay, he doesn't want a... Tommy Bahama shirt. He doesn't <laughs> want, you know, he doesn't want another gardening utensil. What is it? Gardening tool. tool, thank you. Yeah. Like, Dads are all Yeah, because dads already have everything they kind of need. They right. kind of buy whatever they need as they go. Right. And you can't buy them you know, clothes because, like, for me, mm-hmm. I'm very picky about what I wear. It might, right. not, it might not look like it, but I. You know. <laughs> when does that start? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and yeah, yeah, dads are definitely more hard to please. I agree, and I just, and I feel like so many of the things that you see are like a world's greatest dad coffee mug, right? Which you know nobody cares about and nobody wants. I mean, that's the kind of gift I feel like you give if you just are out. You got there's nothing else you can think of, so you think, well, at least this says something nice about my dad. I guess we'll give him that. But dad doesn't want that. He look, 
Everybody has enough coffee mugs. Nobody needs another right. coffee mug. You've got mugs in your kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sorry, I talked about this earlier. 36% of dads would best like to celebrate Father's Day by just having a day to themselves. I was just saying yesterday. Yeah. I was just saying yesterday. The best present would be, you know, let me sleep in mm-hmm. uninterrupted till okay. seven. Give me till seven. Okay. Okay. Till till seven. Then I'll, I'll get up. By the uh, way, seven on a Sunday is considered sleeping in at your house. Well, somewhere? for us, yeah, with kids and yeah, this schedule, yeah, you wake up. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Right. So, so give me till seven, and then after that, you know, maybe a, a small breakfast, mm-hmm. and then I'll go watch Thor Ragnarok. I saw that was on Netflix. I don't get out, guys. I don't get to see the movies. This is, you know, so I haven't seen that movie. Give me a couple hours for that, and then we'll go out and eat, have lunch, go buy me a piece of meat somewhere, nothing fancy, right? And then I, I want to come home and take a nap mm-hmm. that's the perfect father's day okay let me so, sleep okay in other words if your wife can keep your two small children quiet that's mostly what you want on sunday yeah and you know my kids are are four and six so you know the wife will take them out to the t- target and buy mm-hmm. something there for me and i appreciate that thought you know and, and they make things at preschool and kindergarten and i love that i'll cherish that forever mm-hmm. but leave me the hell alone yeah. <laughs> well, we we thought it would be interesting to make this a twofold call-in topic for Father's Day weekend at 1-800-520-1067. We, um, we want to look for the terrible Father's Day gifts that you've gotten in the past, okay? Because your kids are trying, or your wife is trying on behalf of your kids, but it's hard to buy for you, Dad. So that's half of it. And the other half is, Omar just told you what his perfect Father's Day would be. What's the perfect Father's Day gift that you would like to have? So we're going to ask you that two-part question. Terrible gift you've had in the past, what you'd like to have. 1-800-520-1067. That's the call-in number here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Let's take uh, this first call, though, from Jeff from Laverne. He was quick on line one. Jeff, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Happy uh, Father's Day weekend, sir. How are you? Thank you. Good. How are you? We're fine, but as you're hearing from this discussion, it's often very difficult to do something nice for your dad this weekend every year. Yeah, I think I got the best Father's Day gift uh, that a dad could ever get. And uh, just like to say, my son, Lane Henderson, got drafted by the Houston Astros last Wednesday. Uh, I mean, congratulations. That is awesome. I don't know what that has to do with you. Oh, Oh, wow. I mean, it sounds like your boy's very talented, and I wish him well. But you're just you're biting well, on his success. Well, no, because see, this is, goes back to when he was six years old. This is a, a work in progress, you know, at the field all the time, and he worked his butt off to get there. So it's it's kind of a Father's Day present. I mean, I know you like to take all the uh, wind out of everybody's sails, being but... right, <laughs> Chef. Oh, I congratulations mean... to you! I'm sure you went to many a game, maybe even coached a lot of games. You were there for him. You were part of this, Jeff. Don't think you weren't. Oh, I appreciate that, Allie. I don't listen to what Bean says too often. Good. Okay. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> well, well go right ahead and now. make it. Uh, go ahead and make it all about you. Happy Father's oh, Day. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Terrible gifts you got. <laughs> Outstanding gifts you want. Let's try Carlos La Habra, line three, up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Carlos, welcome to the program. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Sounds like you got something to add to our Father's Day discussion. <laughs> Well, the worst gift I ever got was a little pair of cut-off black socks. That was the worst pair. Worst and by the way, and let, me, and let me stop you right there to say that is a perfect example of the type of thing that kids end up getting their dads because they just can't think of anything else. And they go, well, 
I know he needs T-shirts. You right. know, I know he needs socks. I know he needs a he wears a belt. I mean, those are and they're they're so boring, right? I, but I appreciate it because then I don't have to go out and buy them. All right, so Omar says it can be, yeah. okay. depending on your dad, it may be okay, mm-hmm. but it sounds like not for you, Carlos. All right, what's your what's your dream gift? What would you like to see happen for Father's Day? Um, my dream gift is to see my kids succeed in life, so they don't come back home and knocking on my door and they need help. <laughs> so get them out of the house and get them out of the house soon. It sounds like you're saying. Well, you know, just make sure they're successful. You know, give them all the tools they need for life, so they're not calling me going, "I don't know how to hang a TV." I can hang. I can show you how to do it one time, and you do it yourself. All right, fair enough. Hey, I hear the Astros are hiring. If that helps. <laughs> One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. We want you to weigh in on your Father's Day gifts, good and bad. We'll take your calls next on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K Rock KROQ. Ali, um, what do you do with your dad uh, all the way across the uh, country? You don't know what he needs or what he wants. So how do you handle Father's Day gifts? In the best way possible, being the best daughter, <laughs> leading my life. <laughs> In the exceptional way that he taught me to, uh-huh. and achieving all my dreams and making him proud. Everything but grandchildren. <laughs> oh, that's so hurtful and true. <laughs> Taking your calls at 1 800 520 How do you figure out, how do you solve the Father's Day gift quandary? Dads are so hard to buy for. What awful gifts have you gotten, and what would be your ideal Father's Day gift? That's what we're talking about here on Carrot. Let's start with line seven. Let's go down to Whittier. Say hi to Daniel. Daniel, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. Worst gift, what was it? Man, worst gift was uh, my wife and kids gave me a gift certificate to get my back waxed. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, uh, they were trying to tell you something. That's amazing. Right, I, I know, mean, right? I guess, man. No one wants to live with a Wookiee, all right? And what's your idea of the best gift? Well, actually, the idea of a best gift would be uh, all expense paid to your local dispensary. Oh, there you all go. Right. By the way, great idea for people who have been stuck in a rut with Father's Day gifts over the past few years. Now you do have a new option, which is a dispensary gift certificate. And think about how chill you'll be when you get your back waxed. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you for the call, Daniel. Happy Father's Day to you, my friend. Let's go to line five. Let's say hi to Canoga Park's Karen up next on the Kevin Amin Show. Hey, Karen. Hi. Father's Day. It's a tough holiday to buy for. What do you got to contribute? So... I my husband asked me for the perfect gift. He asked me to leave him alone to take the kids away so that he could watch all the soccer games on Sunday. Perfect, yeah. perfect idea. World Cup is here. Why yep. not? He, he doesn't, doesn't he want, want me to get... make any plans. He doesn't want me to take him anywhere. He just wants me to leave him alone. Stay home and watch three soccer games in a row. That makes a lot yep. of sense. So, what are you going to do with the kids all day Sunday? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't made those. I haven't thought that far ahead yet, but okay. Well, you got to call. I don't have to stress about him. Yeah, exactly. All right, that sounds like a pretty good plan. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that, Karen. Uh, let's go to Chris Huntington Beach, line one. Now, Chris, Chris has an interesting idea of using his skills to help out his dad. Chris, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, thanks. Good. Hey, yeah. So I'm a golf pro uh, in in Whittier, actually, at, at, a, at a nice country club in Whittier. And uh, I give my dad the best gift I can give him on, on Father's Day because the U.S. Open at golf is Father's Day weekend. So I just let him kick back on the couch, watch the Sunday final round, and, and if he needs a golf lesson, I throw in a golf lesson, and I'm good. I'm done. So you watch it with your dad? Yes. I oh, watch see, it with my dad nice. every year. 
Okay, that's a nice tradition. Yeah. Is the U.S. Open always on Father's Day? Always on Father's Day weekend. Oh, how about that? Interesting. And uh, do you just give your dad a golf lesson once a year for Father's Day, or are you available to him beyond that? I mean, I'm available to him all the time, but I only I don't charge him on Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the year, Dad, pony up. I love it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. That's uh that's nice and unique, right? Yeah. All right, let's do uh let's do Erica Corona, line six. Erica, welcome to the Kevin Beach Show. Talking about how tough it is to buy for dads. What do you have for us? I I won a fifty fifty five inch T V and I gave it to my dad for Father's Day, so it kind of got me off the hook. <laughs> oh, he thought you spent so, big money on that. <laughs> uh, it was like, yeah. Well, no, I didn't. No, I just won it. So it's yeah, like, but, hey, but, yeah, but what did you tell your dad, though? You did didn't you tell your dad, dad it was free? Um, yeah, I guess I did. I I can't lie about it. <laughs> Erica, come on. <laughs> the whole point of that is to make it look like you really put a lot of thought and effort and money into that gift rather than just re-gifting something you clearly didn't want. <laughs> it was like a kid on Christmas Day when he was setting it up. Yeah. I was so excited about it. So That's awesome. Um, I bet I bet he was yeah. very happy. All right, great uh, job. Thanks for the call. Let's do one more. Let's make it uh Leon out in Paris, line two. Hey Leon, what's going on, man? What's going on, Bean? So you got a uh, terrible Father's Day present. To, uh, <laughs> so the wife and the kids decided to take me out to the park, have a little family picnic in hundred and ten degree weather. Um <laughs> I got stuck taking everything out of the truck and putting it back in and just ended up at the house having a little swimming pool party instead. So they created this Father's Day experience that ended up being way more work for you than anybody else. Yep. By the way, Bean, uh, what are you and Big Chief doing this weekend? Um, I'm going to go see my dad in a couple weeks. I couldn't make it this weekend, but I am going to go see him in a couple weeks. I did send him a card telling him how much I was looking forward to seeing him, but my dad is one of those people who's impossible to get a gift for. He has... No interests. He has no hobbies. He doesn't do anything but watch Fox, Fox News. So, what am I going to do with that? So, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks and see him. So, happy uh, Happy Father's Day to you, Leon. Thanks a lot for calling. Thanks for listening to K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Speaking of Father's Day gifts... Frank writes in, my wife and I are getting a divorce, but we're still living together. She yelled at me this morning, what do you want for Father's Day? I said, get me the new Kevin and Bean t-shirt. She paid for it with my debit card. So, I mean, <laughs> technically, technically, I guess it's a gift, but he paid for it. Yeah. But 
I'm okay with it because we uh, want to sell some T-shirts to raise a bunch of money for charity. You have two hours and about six minutes left to go to krock.com and buy your limited edition summer T-shirt with Kevin Bean's billboard f- uh, artwork right there on the front of it. Uh, and uh, it's only $19.99. We got men's uh, design. We got a woman's design. And it's a fantastic T-shirt, but it's limited edition. It's only on sale for another couple of hours. So if you want one, if you want to proudly represent the Kevin and Bean Show, go to krock.com right now and get your shirt. All right, Friday morning, brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup coming up right after 8. First, though, Allie, what's happening? And what a great Father's Day gift if you just, like, print out a picture of it, put it mm-hmm. in a card and say this will come in a couple weeks and you'll be happy. That is a great idea. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you've got a dad in your life who's a Kevin and Bean fan, sure, they'd love to have the shirt. Oh, those poor kids, right? Just raised wrong. But I mean, who am I to we judge? We always tell parents you're doing it wrong if you're letting them <laughs> listen to this show. It's shocking to me how young some of our listeners are. Absolutely. I mean, they're learning too much about life too young. Agreed. Well, I want to give something away. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is in theaters June 22nd, but I want to send two lucky winners to see the IMAX advanced screening of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah! Yes, at AMC CityWalk on June 19th. If you would like to see that well ahead of all your friends, the losers that will be seeing it on the 22nd, give a call right now, 1-800-520-1067. We will take callers 25 and 26. You're both going to get a pair of passes to that. Pablo the Dinosaur. Uh, possibly in this one. You you just don't know. So we do a thing on Fridays where we uh, we show off some of our picks for our That's My Jam playlist. If you don't know what that is, we've linked it to all Kevin and Bean social media. If you go to at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, at Kevin and Bean on Facebook or Instagram, you will see our playlist and we update it each week. If you click follow, you can follow along, have new music introduced to you every single week because a lot of people don't really know know what our musical interests are and they're very varied everyone on the show has very different taste um so we like to introduce people to uh some bands that they may not have heard of or in this case with kevin's pick who's not here a band that we all know the cure but a song that wasn't a huge radio hit it was off their 2000 album blood flowers and he was talking about how much he loved the cure one day off the air And I was like, really? I I never knew that about you. And he said, yeah, I'm a huge Cure fan. So he decided he would pick his favorite Cure song of all time. And it is called Watching Me Fall. Very timely. And it's uh, on the soundtrack to American Psycho. Oh. I mean, I think that's really the look into Kevin that we all knew, right? <laughs> Big Patrick Bateman fan. Creepy. Exactly. All right, Bean, you're up next. Um, I am a big fan of Lily Allen's work. She's a British singer-songwriter who's been around for a number of years. And one of the things I love about her is I, I'm, I'm very much attracted to people who who write their own songs and they're the only ones who could have written them. They mm-hmm. come from their unique perspective. It's not just a factory that they're part of where they're getting together with all the hit makers to contribute lyrics. They are writing what they feel and what they know. And Lily Allen has always worn her heart on her sleeve. And she's been through a rough couple of years getting over some drug and alcohol 
addictions. She addresses that on her new album, No Shame. She also went through a very public and painful divorce as well. And she knows that everybody's talking about her, and she is fighting back. She's basically saying, hey, you think I'm a bad mother, I'm a bad wife. You read about it online, F you, is essentially what she's saying here. You don't know me, man. You don't pour my cereal. My song from <laughs> Lily Allen on this week's That My Jam, That's My Jam playlist is called Come On Then. You say had trouble picking a song because there's so many good songs on this record but mm-hmm. that one is very lily allen and that's my choice it's uh it's not quite as in your face as her actual song f you right right <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> a little more reserved on this one well mine is from a gentleman named gaz coombs you might know him um he is the lead vocalist and guitarist for the english alternative rock band uh supergrass who i loved so much they broke up god i think eight years ago, but mm-hmm. um, one of their first albums, I think it was their first album, I Should Coco, is one of my favorite albums of all time. Check that out. It's really good. But this is his solo work. He now has three solo albums out. He's um, he's just different and good, and I love him so much. And this is a song off of his new album. It is called World's Strongest Man. This is Walk the Walk. Well, I- good. Oh, he's so damn good. I do. I got to tell you, not just because, uh, you know, I get to contribute, but mm-hmm. uh, this That's My Jam playlist on, on uh, from Carrot.com is real fun. It's real good. And again, if you follow along, you're going to get new music from members of the Kevin and Bean team every single week right there, delivered right to you. You don't have to do anything. So just follow along at Kevin and Bean on social media and you'll have it right there. Some birthdays for you. Courtney Cox, Neil Patrick Harris, Ice Cube, Leah Remini, Helen Hunt, Jim Belushi, and Imagine Dragons guitarist Wayne Sermon. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Who's ready for a brand new Kevin Bean Internet Roundup? Wake up! Wake up! And watch the Internet Roundup! Yeah! Hey, Dave, the uh, producer of the Kevin and Bean Show, the King of Mexico. Good morning! It's a good batch. I know you're very excited about The Incredibles. There's an uh, honest uh, trailer for The Incredibles and also a Songify Incredibles yeah. video. So folks are into that. Looking forward to that this weekend. You definitely want to check that out. My favorite video that we don't have audio for is a guy who thought he could take a boulder that <laughs> looks like... What do you think that thing weighs? 3,000 pounds or something? Oh, my God. Was this when they were bringing it to the museum over here in L.A.? Where he was taking it. But I'll tell you this. Uh, it it uh, destroyed his truck. <laughs> they used a forklift to put it in the back of his truck, and his truck just collapses. <laughs> practically squashed into the asphalt. You could hear the little Ford Ranger, like, crying. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what are you so, doing? What are you doing? Don't, 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 don't. You, you definitely want to check that out and think better him than you. But some of the uh, some of the videos that I think you're going to love on this week's Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup, which is the best viral videos of the week, include the surprise return out of nowhere yesterday of Zach Galifianakis' internet show for Funny or Die called Between Two Ferns. It's been two years since the last video came out. Wow. And this was a great one because he sits down with Jerry Seinfeld, and you know how Zach does these interviews. Jerry wasn't having a great time. 
my guest today is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> really thrilled to be here. Seems like everyone from the Seinfeld cast has gone on to do, you know, great, uh, wonderful stuff. Uh, Elaine is on Veep, an Emmy Award winner, and Kramer did that great stand-up bit. Um, it's been a real launching pad for whites. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actor, writer, comedian, producer. Which of Larry David's skills do you admire the most? You have uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. James Corden has a uh, carpool karaoke. What's next in lazy car-based non-comedy? Can you just look right into the camera and go, don't forget to vote funny. Right here. This is the camera. I just see the go. camera, but I don't like the line. I know, but the more clicks I get, I don't my care brand shoots up. Clicks. Hey, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Don't forget to vote funny. And then maybe catch you on the down low. Something, whatever, like what millennials would say. I don't want to do that. Hey, brah, don't forget to click funny, bro. No. So just do it. Yeah. Give a shit. I'll do it. Hey, don't forget to click funny, bro. She's here. Okay, we have a better guest. We have another guest. Oh. Um, I thought I was. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Cardi B. And you got to watch it from there because then Cardi B comes out and Jerry just gets pushed practically out of the frame and sits on a sits on a crate or something. I know the guests are in on it. They know this is what's going to happen. But it's still so uncomfortable to to see and hear the mean things that Zach says to his guests. My favorite are uh, people on Twitter that have no idea about yeah. this show. And they're like, this is awful. Why is he being so mean to Jerry? I hate this guy. Like, oh, you're funny. I'm so happy Between Two Ferns uh. is back. All right. Um, this is not the first time we have featured a video in the Kevin Bean Internet Roundup from the band Brass Against. For oh, folks who so don't know much. the name, Dave, what's the history of this? They are just a band of, uh, you know, musicians of, with brass instruments. Who They started out as Brass Against the Machine, and, and they cover Rage Against the Machine uh, songs. But mm-hmm. now they're they're expanding their horizon Okay, and they're out of New York, and they are amazing. Who's this enormously talented singer? Her name is Sophia Eurista, okay. and she—I believe she was in The Voice, and she oh. she wasn't even a finalist. She was just a contestant in The Voice. Well, she can sure sing, mm-hmm. and uh, here she is with Brass Against and a big old horn section, which you don't expect to hear on a Rage song. But here's a little bit of their version of Bullet in the Head. Look, I know no one can be Zach, but that's fun. That's real good to hear, mm-hmm. right? I would I would pay to see her lead with the guys. Yeah. yeah. There's I, such I, accomplished I musicians too yeah. behind her. It's it's phenomenal. For real. Um, I don't know that we've ever had a politician's commercial, a TV ad on the Roundup before, but this is unlike anything I've ever seen. This man is running for office in Colorado, and keeping guns out of school is his issue. He's decided that what you really need the teachers to have instead of guns is pepper spray. He believes in it so much that in the ad, he sprays his own face with pepper spray I'm not even kidding. And by the way, he didn't just graze himself with pepper spray. He unloaded it into both eyes. This guy is such a moron. I can't imagine anyone would ever vote for him. (laughs) But let's hear his ad. I'm Levi Tillman. Washington needs more doers and innovators. That's why I'm running for U.S. Congress. 
I'm calling on Congress to stop talking past each other and try something new. Empower schools and teachers with non-lethal self-defense tools like this can of pepper spray. It's powerful and won't accidentally kill a kid. Trust me, this will stop anyone in their tracks. It's incredibly painful. And now I just can't see anything. Wow, that's intense. For less than $1 per person in the U.S., we can have a secured canister of pepper spray in every classroom in America. It's just unbearable. It's like lava in your eyes. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant stunt or moron shouldn't be allowed anywhere in public. The moron. 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 Yeah. moron, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's going to win, by the way. <laughs> I think it backfired on him, right? Yeah. And finally, go to the uh, krock.com and see this video as fast as possible because Major League Baseball is furiously scrubbing the internet to try to take this one down because they say it violates some agreement with the uh, umpires during baseball games that wear microphones. They claim that those are never supposed to be released. And this one was, Dave, you want to set this up? This was a Dodgers-Mets game, right? This is a playoff game where just after uh, Chase Utley took out their, their shortstop and broke his leg, they threw at him. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens after. Terry, 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 but they're not anywhere near done screaming at each other. Nope. Then you talk to me about it. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. Okay, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? You get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. Why do you know the situation, Terry? Why do you get a shot, Terry? Because that doesn't that makes it worse, Terry. That makes it worse. I know it. But MLB did nothing to that guy. You know what? That's you got you got it. Okay, get it. You got everything out. That sounds like a Scorsese movie, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> sounds like a, each other. a scene from Goodfellas, you know? It sounds like Ray Liotta. Yep. Well, you got it. Like I said, see this one quick before they take it down. All these videos and more right now at krock.com or kevinabean.com. It's a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Wake up! Wake up! And watch the Internet Roundup! Yeah! The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Well, you should be okay with your physician being drunk. I just don't know that it's ideal. I'm I, just saying it's not what you want when you walk into his office, is I'm it? I'm going to tell you this. When I looked at Derek Waters, uh, the, one of the founders of the show Drunk History, mm-hmm. when I saw a picture of our own Dr. Drew with <laughs> Duncan Trussell, who is my favorite ever storyteller on Drunk History, and Drew looking hammered, I couldn't <laughs> have been happier about today. Drew, here I am. How was it? It was wonderful. Uh, do not mistake sleepy for hammered. Okay, oh, like I've two in the morning that. at that point. Sure. And, uh, yeah, that's what drug you... history is famous for: is people being <laughs> sleepy <laughs> on it. <laughs> now you're not the one telling the story with Duncan, right? Co- correct. Duncan's telling the story, and I, Derek. You know, this year they they ordered a, many, many, many of the series. So mm-hmm. good, good news, everybody. It's going to be a lot of drunk history this year. But he has to kind of drink with the narrator, and he was like, "This is not good." So. He asked me if I would do his job with Duncan. Oh. And Duncan's one of my favorite people. Oh, he's so I'm good. like Ali, he's my favorite narrator. 
I thought, are you kidding? Hang out with you and Duncan and just sit and listen and talk? Oh, my God, this is the best news ever. And so I, and I bet had Derek, maybe he did ask your opinion, but had he asked your opinion or if anybody had, you would say, yeah, don't get that drunk 39 times in a season. No, Derek, <laughs> I, Derek's a friend. I'm like, dude, fine, I'll, I'll cover you. Don't worry. And oh, that's awesome. Lauren Savan did a uh, narrator, too. She's uh, she's my partner at KBC, and she did one of the narrations. We, the only thing they ask us to do is not tell you the stories. And I will tell you this, the, the stories of history this year are fantastic oh i can't so wait funny. well derek always tells us as much as he loves the show and it's his baby he would not come back and do another season unless he thought he had great stories to tell and he's still finding them so i can't he, wait so that's the next season probably in the fall right yes in the fall. well he's gonna no no it'll actually be like 19 it's gonna he's gonna start filming the you know the the episodes right where the yeah. actors the act out with the, yeah the reenactments mm-hmm. that'll be in the fall and then they'll air i think in january all right can't Good. wait well listen we're always excited to have you on and especially this week because we had to bump the topic that you were so excited to tell us about which is something that i know nothing about and it's called the dunning kruger effect what is it and why should we care doc i, I can't believe i haven't discussed this with you before it, it is a phenomenon do you, you know how when people get on American Idol and they sing like crap and then they walk off and go, hey, I was great. I don't understand. What was going yeah. on? Yeah. That is a prime example of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger is essentially your ability to cognitively assess when your cognitive knowledge base is inadequate. In other words, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so in this world of access to information on your smartphone, you can look up anything. You actually know nothing. And so the millennials get this sense that they are masters of all, and yet they don't know how to process, analyze, uh, sort of bring, pr- express anything. They don't know anything. And so they can think they know everything about physiology and medicine. And when you ask them questions, they, they talk with great authority, but they, they are not, they're talking nonsense. But isn't that true of teenagers as far as, uh, as, far as we, you want to go it back is. in time? But teenagers anybody, always think they know everything. Well, the, the, well, but millennials carry that well into their 20s, and, 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 re, and it's not their fault. It's, it's the phone that's the problem. And then there's a flip side of the Dunning-Kruger, which is the imposter effect. People that know a lot, that have high levels of training, often feel like they don't know anything. And I, I have a version of this myself. I get this feeling that, you know, if I can understand, if I know something, well, it's easy. Everybody must know it because I know it. So, you know, I'm just me. And so everyone must know and understand this. And it's sort of the opposite of Dunning-Kruger, which is over-assessing other people's ability to understand what we're talking about. Now, uh, have you seen numbers that suggest that this is much higher in millennials? Because I can think of a 72-year-old in the news who has, is a victim of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Who are we thinking of? I'm nobody in particular. I'm oh, just saying, yeah, just one seventy-two-year-old, just a random seventy-two-year-old. Yeah, it's just a random guy. Yeah, but why? Yes, why course. do you? Why do you point out millennials? Because it seems to be becoming sort of epidemic, and and I and I really, they they come to terms. I, I've been working with millennials a lot lately, and I, I've been sort of shocked at how authoritative they seem. And yet, when you really scratch under the surface, it, there's nothing there. And uh, as they hit toward later in their twenties, that starts to shift. They start to, of course, become adults. But this phenomenon that you're ascribing to adolescence, which is true, I think is extended by virtue of the way our way we access information today with our smartphones. And it's very dangerous. It is very dangerous. It's, it's why people can make stupid choices with their nutrition and with their medical health. And they think they know something. And, and this is the, you know, I think you've heard me say this before, which is there's a vast difference between information and wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. My, my peers have begun to put up on their offices 
a plaque that says, please do not confuse your Google search with my medical training. <laughs> because, because it's different. You know, the, what you get from a Google search is essentially eh, what a second-year medical student knows. And then guess what? We spend the next 10 years refining that and applying it and under, get developing wisdom and skill and, and judgment with it. And experience, yeah. And experience. The whole issue of judgment, people don't seem to understand where judgment comes from. One of the experience. examples in an article we read from Forbes magazine about the Stenning-Kruger effect is that it is there are people who think they are great at their jobs, for instance. Yes. But they're terrible at it. They have no ability to assess what is obvious to everybody around them, which is they're terrible and they just don't see it. Yes, it's this self-assessment phenomenon. And I think that's a real serious weakness. I mean, how do you know? And part of it, by the way, too, guys, is this sort of self-esteem movement we had, which is, hey, man, if you're great, why do you need to improve? I mean, you're wonderful. Your esteem is great. I'm great. If there's something wrong, it can't be me because I'm great. My yeah. my mom told me I got awards for coming in seventh place. This then, is great. What's the difference between this and someone that's just uh, like a narcissist or just delusional? Those those people, well, narcissists sometimes are very good at self-assessing and will very carefully climb their way up the ladder so they have power and control. Mm-hmm. So they're they're almost cunning with it sometimes. So it's, it is, it's quite a separate phenomenon, and it's not necessarily associated with any particular personality. And it's in a way, again, when you think of the sort of uh, the American Idol version of it, it's sad. People, you have to be able to assess yourself in the world to sort of know where to go and how to improve and when you have expertise and when you're good enough to stand up an American Idol and not. It's so interesting because what these people need is somebody around them to honestly assess for you. And, and think to, about to, how different that is than the parenting style we've had towards millennials for the last 15 years, which is awards for everything. Nobody nobody fails. And if nobody fails, then nobody's good either. And so it's it's really hard for them to assess their world. And and I, the, the, I, I did a podcast with a woman that wrote a book called The Gift of Failure. And this is very much that point. People need to fall on their face. They need to... They need to to come up against insurmountable tasks, and they need to do them no matter how miserable they are, and that's a rare thing these days. If you want to look it up, kids, again, it's called the Dunning-Kruger Effect, yeah. and uh, it sounds like it's well worth knowing about. Yeah. Dr. Drew is on KABC with Lauren Savan every weekday afternoon from noon till 3. Also, the fine family of Dr. Drew podcasts available at drdrew.com, live appearances too, and don't forget you can download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. Uh, lay off the alcohol a little bit, Drew. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's keep it 100. I gotta keep it 100. Keep we never know what we're going to get when we open up the phones and say we'll play any song k-rock has ever played if we've still got it we'll play it and you text in every friday about this time here's what we just missed this time around ali mm-hmm. uh text number 99 dan from west hills friend of p by the rentals remember the rentals oh yeah they were a uh, were they a spinoff band of uh, Weezer? Wasn't it some of the Weezer guys were in the Rentals? If I remember correctly, or do I have that all wrong? Uh, sure. It was Matt Sharp, the bassist. That's right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well done, Dave. Thank you. Also, Kathy from um, the six two six wanted to hear Neighborhood Number no. Three, Power Out by Arcade Fire. She was texture one oh one. Great, great song. song. Very close. But Robert is texture one hundred this time around. He's in the three one zero. Hey, Robert, what's going on, man? Hey guys, how you doing? What part of the three one zero are you in? Are you are you rich, Robert? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm just here for work. Okay, I'm actually all right. 
Have you texted for Keep It 100 previously to today? I have, and I've never been lucky. Okay. Do you always text the same song, or do you mix it up based on your mood that weekend? It's always about what I'm feeling. Today, you guys were talking about Brass Against, and it reminded me of Against Me. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, wow, great band. We've been playing a long time here in Carrack. What song would you like to hear from Against Me? The Rational Real. Let's do it. This is Robert. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. like some against me this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. That's his Keep It 100 choice. Thank you for that, Robert. That song is called Thrash Unreal. By the way, fun fact, Allie, you ready? Mm, I am. Title of the song, who came up with it? Producer Butch Vig, who produced that album, New Wave, for Against Me. That song, excuse me, also appeared in the rock band video game. What year was Thrash Unreal a big hit record here on K-Rock? You're usually pretty good at picking a year. That was 2005. 2006. 2007. <laughs> oh. Yes, it's 2007. Yeah! It came out October 10th, oh. 2007. That is Thrash and Real by Against Me. This week's Keep It 100 here on the world-famous K-Rock. Keep It 100. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for one more look at what's happening here on this Friday. Well, CNN has announced that... Stop. Day. Day. I can't... <laughs> I almost let you get away with it. And I, I couldn't. Dead. I couldn't do it. It's Friday. Are you part of the resistance? I am. I will always be. CNN has announced that it will air all of its remaining episodes of Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown in the show's 11th season. The two episodes are scheduled this Sunday and next Sunday at 9 p.m. And the network's Remembering Anthony Bourdain tribute will also be aired again this Sunday at 8 p.m. before the show. And uh, Netflix had been discussing um, that they were taking his shows off of Netflix this weekend. They were scheduled for that for a while. They have decided against that. The shows will stay up indefinitely. So that is good news if you want to catch up on any of those shows as well. I read the most interesting thing about Anthony Bourdain this week. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's been a lot of articles on him since his passing. And that was of, you know, he went to countries all over the world. Some of the poorest countries in the world, some of the most dangerous countries in the world. Right. What was the one country he refused to go to? The one it's going to shock you. Country he refused to go. Switzerland. To. Oh, because they're neutral. He's he like, was, nope. He was creeped out by the Alps. He was creeped out by chocolate. He was creeped out by watches. He just named all this stuff about Switzerland. What? Like he had a, like a weird association with Switzerland for some reason in his mind. Which, by the way. One of the most peaceful and safe places on the planet. 
you would think that it would have a tremendous, uh, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years history, whatever, in uh, in Europe with a with a wonderful, vibrant culture. Wanted no part of it. <laughs> Maybe as a kid he read Heidi and he was like, I'm out. I Maybe can't. Something, that look, is a so- jacked up kid with those braids. Something happened if he went to every single country in Europe and most of the countries in Africa and Asia, but would never go to Switzerland. I just thought that was just the weirdest thing. That was nowhere even on my radar of a place yeah, to guess. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's nuts. It is nuts. Ugh. Well, um, I like it when we find out how uh, similar we are to other countries. Like like Canada. They're just like us. They are super lazy when it comes to pizza. The fine folks up north have created a pizza box that transforms into a table so you don't have to get out of bed while eating pizza and binge watching. It just folds right into like a tea. That's pretty strong. (gasps) That is pretty strong. It's amazing. It's a place called Boston Pizza. They issued a statement saying, as Canada's pizza leader, we're always looking for new ways to make pizza eating more fun and more convenient for our guests. And it's the perfect time for this kind of pizza innovation. The chain has a few locations in Mexico and the U.S., so I need someone to go to Boston Pizza and then send me that box. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, pizza is not a food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm not a big uh, uh, eater in bed anyway. Right. But I would never eat pizza in bed. I just feel like there's too much potential for, for you know, getting sauce on your uh, on your sheets. I realize everything I'm saying is going to come back God. to haunt me. <laughs> not a big eater in bed. Sauce on the sheets. I should not be having this conversation oh, at all. Poor Donna. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It seems like a messy food to right. have in bed. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, please enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you would eat on a pizza box that then becomes a little table. Yeah, right. that helps. I guess that helps. Yeah. So not a big eater in bed, huh? Okay. That's uh All right. Moving on. I mean, next. All right, moving on. Uh if you're headed to London for a uh, a little vacation and you're thinking I'm going to head to London's Abbey Road, take a photo of myself on those uh crosswalks like the Beatles did. Remember right. those back sure. in the day? Yeah. Everyone takes that picture. Well, sure. you need to know that the street has been torn up. It's being resurfaced. It's going to look great once it's done. But what if you planned a whole trip to get that picture and it's just all blocked off and there's no way for you to get it? Is it bad that that makes me really happy? Yes, it is bad. Because <laughs> that's something everybody does when they go, go to England. What a bummer. Uh, <laughs> so sad. All right. And let me just wrap this up for you in case you have not heard. Blink-182 tweeted this out last night. They put it on their Instagram as well. Here is directly from Blink-182. Friends, Travis Barker is suffering from blood clots in both his arms and unfortunately cannot perform until cleared to do so by his medical team. The situation is currently being closely monitored. Due to the situation, it is with great regret that the Blink-182 Kings of the Weekend Las Vegas residency dates this weekend must be rescheduled. No! Yeah, new dates will be posted on the band's website shortly. If you're unable to attend the rescheduled dates, refunds will be available at point of purchase. Uh, I know. Poor Travis, though. <laughs> and that guy who clearly had plans. Uh, and her. Uh, and him. Uh, and him. She's, she'll find something else, I feel. Mm. He's creepy. Mm. Also, 
Okay. Uh, I want to wrap it up. (laughs) Some birthdays for you. Ice Cube, Neil Patrick Harris, Courtney Cox, Leah Remini, Helen Hunt, Wayne Sermon, Jim Belushi, and our buddy Taylor Williamson. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. Hey, on your drive home today at 5 p.m., listen to Stryker's commercial. Free for all, it's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. So Stryker's going to be doing the commercial free thing at 5. At the same time, he's in the HD Radio sound space with Mike Shinoda. No wonder he's taking all these pills. <laughs> it's true. Seriously. <laughs> we're just, we're working the guy too hard or something. <laughs> hey, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Monday, we'll be back with an all-new show. we got some good stuff for you, including great news, because it's Monday. Also, we have 30 Seconds to Mars tickets to give away for the show at the Forum. And Jimmy Kimmel. We'll see you Monday. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. You know what? On second thought, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. It's okay. Not the best. Roll another one. Awesome. Just like the other one. Lessons Andy Dorfman could have This one seems to be allowed to quit. This bitch, please. What do you mean I can't order something just because you already ordered it? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. God damn it. You two need to go to hell. That's true. You know what? Let's end this for good. How? The same way Paula Dean got her show taken off the air. By saying the one word you can't come back from. What? Say the word? Right now? Yeah. Together. Ready? You bet. <gasps> you could have just quit the show. I will straight up skedaddle with no further ado do. Do me a favor, will you? Disappear. Come on, girls. Well, that one could have gone better. So there's that. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.